Hello, and welcome to the SpiceCast, the podcast where we talk about spices and spicy moments in our everyday lives. I'm your host, Ruben, and joining me this episode are two very special guests. Guest number one, would you please introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Brent. I'm a huge spice enthusiast. I've grown my own peppers. I watch, you know, that show where they eat. What's that interview show where they Hot eat ones? it? Hot Ones. I, I love that show. I love that guy. Um, I've made my own scorpion pepper sauce. My wife still eats it to this day. Uh, super happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Ruben. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being here, Brent. And uh, guest number two, who are you? Uh, you know, <clears throat> sorry, got a sinus infection, so I'm going to be powered up for this. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. You might remember me from the very first Spice Cast. I'm your boy, Kenny, and food's good. I like to cook. Yes, longtime listeners may remember Kenny as a mustard enthusiast. He made his own mustard for episode one of the Spice Cast, so definitely go back and listen to that if you haven't already. It's a pretty awesome episode. So thank you for thank you for being back on, Kenny. It's great yeah, to have you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So I just want to start by thanking all of our listeners. Um, this episode, episode thirteen, marks one year of the spice cast uh so i I just want to acknowledge that uh accomplishment uh we made it one year thank you to everyone who's been listening and thank you to everyone who's been a guest on the show we've had a lot of really awesome guests and uh we're really happy to look forward to another great year of spices and we're going to begin that year with a series on chili peppers And this first episode of the new year um, is going to focus on super hot peppers. So episode 13, super hot peppers. So do either of you have um, uses for super hot peppers that you'd like to share? Um, Brent, what about that scorpion pepper sauce that you were talking about? Yeah, so um, yeah, so I, I actually, speaking of hot ones again, they kind of released like a video on how to make your own scorpion pepper hot sauce. And actually last year, you know, viewers might not know this, but me and Kenny are, were actually roommates uh, last year. That's true. Um, uh, there was a local farmer's market that was selling uh, scorpion pepper plants. And uh, we actually went there to get like tomatoes and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but I just picked it up kind of on a whim. Uh, just you know put it right into the ground didn't do anything to it and it grew huge and had like uh probably like a hundred peppers on it um i still have a bunch of frozen ones uh in my freezer um yeah kenny didn't believe in me you know he's trying to give me tips on how to garden i was like no you just you just don't do anything that's how you do it and it worked out (laughs) so um but yeah no we had like a ton and i looked up some recipes and uh, I was like, okay, how am I going to use all these? But uh, they're so hot that almost every recipe that uses scorpion peppers is like, hey, uh, use half a scorpion pepper and it will make like a gallon of hot sauce. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we just have this, uh, it's like scorpion pepper garlic kind of mixed hot sauce that I bought my own bottles for and bottled it. And we've just have it for, we've had it for this like entire year. I've only gone through like half of it. Um, and I still got a whole bag of frozen scorpion peppers as well. Uh, but yeah, they're very hot. They're, they're not pleasant to eat, uh, raw, which well, I tried. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I mean, that, that sauce sounds great. It is. And it's actually really good, though. I mean, that's the one thing I like about really ultra hot peppers is um, you just use a little bit and you're set. So. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, scorpion peppers uh, come from a variety that was originally grown in Trinidad, right? That is correct. Yes. So I think we're jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit. Let's take it back to what is a super hot pepper? Do either of you know the the definition for a super hot pepper? Can't say that I do. Nah, actually I don't. So it's a relatively new definition, um, and any chili pepper that is over 1 million Scoville heat units is considered a super hot pepper. Um, and for those who aren't familiar with the Scoville scale, it's a measure of spiciness in chilies, uh, named after its creator, Wilbur Scoville. And spiciness in peppers is caused by the concentration of capsaicinoids, uh, which of which the primary the primary capsaicinoid is called capsaicin. So that's the the primary thing that you'll hear uh, talked about when you hear about the spiciness of peppers. Um, so the Scoville test, uh, which was invented by Wilbur Scoville in the early 1900s, uh, measures the concentration of capsaicin within the pepper and thereby uh, can determine how spicy the pepper is. And the uh, super hot classification for peppers is primarily used in the US, UK, and Australia. Um, that's, that's where it's most commonly referred to. Uh, so that is what a super hot pepper is. And oh. yeah, so there haven't been super hot peppers in the US for very long, um, but we will get into the history in just a minute. Um, Something interesting about super hot peppers. So, so many people know that the hottest parts of a pepper are the seeds and the pith, which is the white stuff that goes between the flesh and the seeds. Mm -hmm. But super hot peppers are different than normal peppers. They are not normal at all. Um, super hot peppers store their capsaicin in, both in their seeds and pith but also in their flesh. And so the flesh of a super hot pepper is actually extremely hot. So oh. even, if you even if you remove the seeds and pith, it's still gonna be incredibly hot. It might not be quite as hot, but it's still gonna be super, super spicy. Isn't that why they're wrinkly as well? Uh, I think you're right about that. And I think it, it has to do with how the water is stored as well within yeah. the flesh. Yeah. Like since we're since we're just breeding them strictly for heat, we're kind of breeding out the water storing capacity of them. Yep, yep. So a, a little note: if you are handling super hot peppers, I don't I don't know if you did this, Brent, but it is recommended to wear gloves and goggles as contact simply just contacting the super hot pepper with the skin can cause irritation. Yeah, I, I did wear gloves. Uh, I didn't wear goggles, which was probably stupid. But now it's interesting about the flesh. I didn't know that. Because, um, yeah, when I first tried one of those scorpion peppers, I like just I took like a tiny little slice off of it and put it on my tongue and it like mm -hmm. it burned for like an hour. <laughs> and I was like, wow, oh, and this geez. is like not even the hot part. Um, but, uh, yeah, also speaking of goggles, uh, Kenny once uh, pepper sprayed our entire house. So, uh, you know, that's good to know. Um, basically yeah, I by cooking. <laughs> 
That is not true. I still hold that you guys had a fire downstairs and that the smoke. No, you you, guys you gassed our house. It was chemical warfare. Yeah, I mean, I was fine, so I don't think that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we got the uh, the the hot ones. This is kind of like a, a big hot ones tie-in. Uh, we're talking about it a lot tonight. Um, they we got that. It'll come up later too. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, we got uh, we got the hot ones like their spiciest uh, sauce. Um, I should like send you a picture, but we actually had like a huge hot sauce collection for a while, um, and we we're always going on kind of like, the hotter end of things. And yeah, Kenny used like their hottest, like the last dab, I think it's called their hottest hot uh -huh. sauce to cook, and it just it filled up our entire house with uh, just basically pepper spray and. Kenny is apparently immune to pepper spray, so he'll be good. You know, go to some protests, what? or whatever. But uh, me what did you cook with it? Um, I was probably sautéing some some lunch with it. <laughs> Just like a standard meal with the last dab. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Why he's, not? He's crazy. Me and Jenna were coughing like crazy though, and like our eyes were watering, and Kenny's just like, "What?" Yeah, but <laughs> I wasn't downstairs where the fire was. Just saying. I don't think I don't think we had a fire that day. I don't. I don't sure did. That. Mm, I don't think that was it. I don't think fires make your eyes water and bleed. Yeah, that's true. Smoke, smoke does. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the reason why people love sitting in the smoke around a counter. <laughs> we had the ventilation up. I, it was it was the peppers, man. I'm telling you. We'll we'll do a test again. Come over and cook with that last dab again. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I bought that uh, that spicy ramen. That uh, yeah, me too. I bought it by accident. That I didn't buy it as like I didn't oh, really? know. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. I was just like, oh, this looks good. And then, um, yeah, that's that was that's probably the spiciest thing I've ever had. Um, like the most painful spice too. Really hotter than the scorpion pepper. I mean, if I ate like like three scorpion peppers at the same time, it might be the same. Uh, but like, you know, I've only just like nibbled a little bit of scorpion pepper. But that ramen, it's like oh, I took like a full like three bites, and then it's just like. Then it kind of set in. I was like, oh, no. Wow. Maybe it's a different one than the one I had because I, I had no problem with no, that ramen. No, this stuff's crazy. It's It's got like a chicken on it that's going nuts. I'll yeah. Send you. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Yeah, maybe I, you're I got the I got the 2X spicy one, but I've heard tell that there's a spicier like spicier version, but I haven't been able to find it. That I think I might have had the super spicy one. I just accidentally picked it up at like uh, at Lote. Um because it just mm -hmm. looked good and yeah it i i seriously like i literally it was like a cartoon i went under my sink and just like turned the faucet on um <laughs> it hurt so bad wow i would like to try that someday I'll get not the some. sink part just the the spicy <laughs> noodles yeah, i'll get you some all right sounds good thank you all right so let's move into the history of super hot peppers Okay, let's talk about the history of super hot peppers. So it's not that long a history as opposed to many of the spices we've talked about here on the Spice Cast. Super hot peppers go back to the early to mid 1990s. So in the early 1990s, the, the hottest well-known peppers in those three countries that I talked about earlier, the US, the UK, and Australia, were the Scotch Bonnet, which is from the Caribbean, and the Habanero. and 
there were there were scientists, uh, a few scientists at that point, working to selectively breed uh, hotter and hotter peppers. Um, and the red savina was one of the hottest ones that was bred. Um, so both the Scotch bonnet and the habanero top out at around 350,000 Scovilles. Um, and then the red savina was about 570,000 Scovilles. Uh, and Scovilles, you'll remember, are the, the heat units, how spicy the pepper is. So throughout the 90s, people were trying to make slightly hotter peppers. And then in 2001, there was a researcher from New Mexico State University's Chili Pepper Institute, which I just want to take a moment and point out that is, it's awesome that a university has a Chili Pepper Institute. Have either of you heard of that? <laughs> no. No. It's a legit. I can't say that I have. Yeah. Uh, it's a real thing. It's it's still there. Um, but the, the researcher traveled to India to gather pepper specimens, and he came upon this pepper that was just like that was used in certain parts of India called uh, Butjolokia. And he couldn't say that, I, I, I'm assuming. So he just called it the ghost pepper. Uh, that, that happens to also be what, uh, what that, that name translates to, I believe. Um, it's also known as the, the Naga King. So he found this ghost pepper. He brought specimens back to the US and he started growing them. Um, the ghost pepper itself is a hybrid of a habanero uh, type pepper and another species that was native to uh, that region, I believe. So he grew it in the US and it tested at just over 1 million Scovilles. And so the, later the designation super, of, of super hot peppers was established, but we believe that that was the first super hot pepper grown in the United States uh, that we know about. Cool. So it's kind of crazy that it was only 20, less than 20 years ago that that happened. Yeah, I was reading uh, like in the 90s, it's funny because they, I guess the habanero was like considered the hottest pepper and it held like the Guinness World Record for hottest pepper or whatever. Right. But now it's like, I got a sauce of habanero stuff that I put on like, you know my daily food it's like whatever yeah. this is nothing it's, in, it's crazy how recent it was that's all i'm saying yeah it's like it's like even in grocery stores you know you can get like mango habanero salsa well you can even get fresh habaneros in most supermarkets i think in the u.s yeah that's oh, yeah. also true um but you know they may not be as spicy as the the hot the hot um varietals that are grown um like for spiciness specifically um, because I have eaten a piece of a habanero gotten from the grocery store and it was not, I mean, it was very spicy, but it wasn't like what one of my friends experienced when he ate a homegrown habanero in high school. I don't know. Maybe, um, you're, just, was, maybe you're just tougher, Ruben. I, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> Although I will say that it, it is impressive how much tougher the American population has gotten over the last 20 years. I mean, Americans stereotypically are known as like the wimps of the spice world, right? Oh yeah, mayonnaise is too spicy. S yes, yeah. Um, and I think more and more like with the, with the increase in popularity of hot sauces, with hot ones, all of that stuff, 
um, and the influence of cuisines from around the world, I think Americans are getting a lot better in terms of spice tolerance. Yeah, I think and I would owe, I would owe a lot of that to the the advent of super hot peppers and the normalization of eating habaneros and jalapenos and things like that in dishes. Oh yeah, and all the hot sauce contests and stuff like that. People love that here. Yep. Um, so I know everybody's favorite world record certifying organization is Guinness World Records, right? Of course, of course. So in 2007, it took it took him six years, but in 2007, the ghost pepper was certified as the hottest pepper in the world by the Guinness Book of World Records. But by then, the race was on to create hotter and hotter breeds and hybrids. So in 2011, Guinness World Records certified three successive peppers as the hottest pepper in the world. First one was the Infinity Chili, which was selectively bred from the habanero by a group, I believe, in the UK. And then the next one was the the Naga Viper, which was apparently an unstable three-way hybrid between Naga peppers, ghost peppers, and Trinidad scorpion peppers, like we mentioned earlier. What does it mean to be unstable three-way hybrid? Apparently it couldn't you couldn't grow it from seeds. You had to do some weird botany horticulture stuff uh-huh. uh, to to even get it to grow. And because of that, they weren't really able to verify that it could be grown because they just grew like a, a few samples of it. Um, but they they couldn't verify that it could be grown at that spiciness. So there was some controversy with Guinness around whether they should even certify it. Got it. Okay. Uh. But they did. Um, and then the the third one in 2011 that they certified as the hottest pepper in the world was the Trinidad Scorpion Butch Tea Pepper, which was selectively bred from the, the Trinidad Scorpion, as the name might suggest. And all of those peppers were in the 1 to 1.5 million Scoville range. So that's yeah. very, very spicy. But... The spiciest pepper in the world, according to Guinness right now, is... Can you guess it? I actually don't know. Do you know, Kenny? No. The Carolina Reaper. Oh, still? I, I actually yeah, didn't know still. that. Yeah, still. Oh, man, so, that's crazy. So, the Carolina Reaper was first produced in the early 2010s, but it took... Again, it took Guinness about five years to certify it. Um and it was finally certified as the hottest pepper in the world in 2017. Um, and it is a ghost pepper and habanero hybrid. Uh, and do you know the average Scoville rating of the Carolina Reaper? Oh, this I do know. It's uh, it's like 2.2 mil. So that is the hottest Carolina Reaper on record. Um, oh. the, aver- the average is 1.6 million. Okay. So they, when they're certifying hottest peppers in the world, Guinness, they go by the average of like a certain sample size. I don't, I don't know what that is, but um, they basically take a whole bunch of peppers and measure them. But the hottest one they recorded was 2.2 million, which is crazy. Yeah, I feel like is that that's just like dangerous at that point. <laughs> I feel like uh, it can be. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
the Carolina Reaper is a varietal that's uh, bred and produced by a man named Smokin' Ed Curry. Uh, I think he's been featured, maybe not on Hot Ones, but around Hot Ones uh, a few times. He owns the Pucker Butt Pepper Company in South Carolina, yep. which is a pretty sweet name. Um, I assume either of you ha- has seen an interview with him. He is very entertaining and crazy. Yeah, he's, he's like kind of like an eccentric dude, right? I think I've seen him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, a cool and- guy. He, he has some interviews where he just walks people around his chili farm and like will just pluck a Carolina Reaper off the vine and eat it. Oh, he's wow. crazy. He's uh, his tolerance is incredibly, incredibly high. Yeah. Are there any like health hazards to like eating something <laughs> that's spicy? I don't know. So I read a little bit about it. Um, there have been certainly some health concerns related to eating uh extremely spicy peppers including that they may induce heart attacks um but it's not really confirmed that the hot pepper was the cause of the heart attack in any of the cases that i could find uh it seemed that like there were a lot of extenuating circumstances that led to led to that i mean certainly they cause stomach aches they can uh cause irritation on the eyes the skin the tongue but i, I don't think there are any like proven long-term negative effects of eating super hot peppers okay so yeah if you have a tolerance you're just you're good to do that then i guess that guy is fine (laughs) and i mean what he says is he can actually taste the fruit part of it before the spice kicks in so when he breeds carolina reapers he's actually breeding for how good the pepper tastes as well as uh how spicy it is and you know he tries to make it extremely spicy but that's just because he likes it that way huh yeah i mean he's probably the only one who appreciates that but that's admirable of him (laughs) pretty much (laughs) yeah um so since since the carolina reaper was certified as the hottest pepper um two hotter peppers have been produced um so the dragon's breath pepper uh at 2.4 million scovilles was produced in the uk and pepper x uh, at 3.2 million Scovilles, which was produced by Smokin' Ed himself, um, what have been produced since then. Uh, but the Scoville levels of these have not been confirmed by Guinness, and so eventually I'm sure there will be a hotter pepper than the Carolina Reaper in, in the Guinness Book of World Records, but for right now, the Reaper holds the place. Dang. And for reference, if you're wondering, like, oh... They're talking in the millions of Scovilles. I have no idea what that means. Um, pure capsaicin, which is the, the spicy compound in chilies, is measured at 16 million Scovilles. So scientists believe that these peppers, um, specifically Pepper X, is getting close to the upper limit of spiciness that is possible in a pepper because it has to contain also like the plant material that makes it a pepper in addition to the capsaicin Uh, okay yeah so one day it's just going to be over like someone's got a plant i mean there (laughs) there might be moderate improvements for a few more years but yeah probably um probably we're going to be reaching the upper limit although you know who knows science has produced a lot of things that are surprising in the past so it could surprise us again 
they'll just have like a pepper that's just it's like just a barely it's like a balloon or like a watermelon and it's just all pure capsaicin <laughs> is the juice we'll see that sounds bad though yeah it doesn't sound like it's, it would be good i feel like they're gonna have to f- mix it with some other type of spice or something find like another thing that hurts and then that's like the new scale it's like oh it's capsaicin and blah 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 right and and like they breed in some numbing capability or something yeah, like, oh, for, yeah like the from Sichuan a Sichuan peppercorn yeah or uh, something yikes. that'll be my downfall i cannot stand that that oh, i love i love Sichuan peppercorns oh my gosh <laughs> i've I, I don't e- get i've it. eaten them on this podcast actually what, what's the appeal of like of like licking a battery is what it feels like <laughs> I've never well, had people, this. It, what does it do? People lick batteries. Um, it, yeah, go ahead, it, it numbs your tongue and sort of cools everything off a little bit. Um, the appeal for me is that it's just such a different sensation than I'm used to getting in food. Well, and but it's terrible. <laughs> it's like it's not a food sensation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's, it's not like it's it's not enjoyable in and of itself, though. Well, the first time I had it, I was surprised, certainly. Uh-huh. Um, but it made the water that I was drinking taste like different. And that was such an interesting experience that I just think back on that and I, I really enjoy. Um, I, I, I feel like it makes water taste sweet a little bit. Uh-huh. And I don't know, it's just, just interesting and I, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, it's like those uh, those fruits that change your taste buds or whatever. See, yeah. that sounds that sounds really cool. I want to try those. I mean, it sounds to me, Ruben, like you're endorsing drugs. You know, change change <laughs> yeah. your perspective, kids. That that's, hey. yeah. Do Szechuan peppers? It's 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 a gateway hallucination. Spices is what it is. spices are drugs. <laughs> it's just it's just like a pepper filled with like Novocaine. You just like bite into it. It's like whoa, all right. <laughs> it's not quite it's not quite like an anesthetic numbing it's it's different you should try it sometime yeah, when you it ship out. me when it's, you uh, ship it's really me... popular in chinese cooking brent right. yeah specifically in the the southwestern part of china yeah the Sichuan region yeah all right um so I just wanted to note before we move on that many of the hottest peppers in the world are bred from uh, varieties and, and cultivars that are sourced from India and Trinidad specifically. And so if you want to get some of the hottest like native peppers that weren't bred specifically for spiciness, you might need to go to those places or get peppers that are sourced from those places. All right, then with that, we are going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Spicecast is sponsored by Algae Bras. Are you looking for a more sustainable support system? We'll look no further than Algae Bras, the first undergarment made entirely from renewable water plants. Algae Bras removes the sliminess and odor, but keeps the soft, smooth texture and beautiful green color of the aquatic organism. They're fashionable, comfortable, and great for the environment. 
Get 20% off your first purchase when you use the code SPICY at checkout. That's S-P-I-C-Y at checkout. You don't have to be a mathematician to understand that that is a great deal. So Kenny, have you used Algebras before? I sure have. And let me tell you, they're not just for mermaids. They're for people who walk on land too. Thank you for that ringing endorsement. How about you, Brent? Do you have anything to say about Algebras? Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, they're not just for women. Uh, you know, you start getting a little bit older as a dude and uh, your nips start chafing. They're good for a run. They're good for, you know, you don't want to work out anymore. Pick up a little bit of that sag, man. Love it. Organic. Organic and smooth. Thank you very much to Algae Bros for being a proud sponsor of the SpiceCast. And now, back to the show. Are you ready for the first tasting that we've been able to do at home with the spice cast? Sure am, oh yeah, man. All right, so we have, some of us have two items to taste and some of us have one. Uh, thank you, Amazon, for not delivering some of the things that I asked you to deliver, but that's okay. Um, first thing we are going to be tasting is a bag of chips. They are Pocky Haunted Ghost Pepper Tortilla Chips. Spooky. Real peppers, real heat. Yeah, it is, it's October. This episode is releasing right around Halloween. They're uh, spooky ghost pepper chips. Uh, it, for those playing along at home, uh, this is the same company that produces the One Chip Challenge, which you may have seen on the internet. Uh, this is not the One Chip Challenge, but it does say that it is freaking hot. An oh, yeah. insane amount of ghost pepper, even more ghost pepper. The heat is real. And it's kind of, it's almost off the scale of hotness on the back of the bag. All right, so let's let's open these up. All right, open them. Is this the one you have, Kenny, or are you missing, which one do you have? I've got the uh, the ghost pepper, the haunted ghost pepper chip. We we all have these, and then only Brent has the Chex Mix. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. They kind of smell right, like so fish food. Yeah, just uh, given yeah, just giving them a smell. They don't smell spicy at all. Yeah, they do smell like fish food. You're right. It kind of it does smell. It sounds like a pet store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a, a pet store mixed with like a corn tortilla yeah. press. All right. You ready to try? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm getting a big one out here. You want me to capture the crunch on the mic? So, oh, me too. Thank you. So they are approximately. Doritos color, but maybe slightly less vibrant, slightly less neon. Yeah, the texture is better than Dorito, though. Yeah, have you have you 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 ate it? Yeah, I just ate one. <laughs> all right, <laughs> nice all right. Kenny. I'm. We didn't know we were doing a countdown. We said let's try it. All right, so three, one. three, two, one, go. I ain't mad at it. That was pretty good. I mean. It's a salty corn chip. Yeah, I'll it give it that. Some sour cream. Yeah, yeah, it's, I. It's kicking in. I a could lot. imagine. Oh yeah, it's a little bit in the back of the throat. They're pretty good though. It does. I could imagine these being used for nachos. Yeah, oh, yeah, these would probably be good nachos. 
I will probably be doing that. Yeah, we'll see if I start hiccuping. That's my telltale sign. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You do do that. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I don't know why you think it's so funny, but I, I guess it's a common reaction. I shouldn't make fun of you. I just think it's funny because you're, you're such like a tough guy normally. So it's funny. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like, me. See you hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I do feel like these are the kind of chips where the heat builds. Like I, I would have like five of them, and then I'd be like, all right, I can't taste anything. No. So. Yeah, and it, I think it builds in the throat as well. That's the well, ghost pepper, I guess. Might be hubris, but I'm just going to town. This is yeah, pretty it's, good. it's um, I'm not having any milk or water or anything. I want to see how like long I can do it, but it's definitely like first two. These are pretty good. I'm on like the fourth now, and it's it's like it's kind of like all right. I can't like I'm starting to get to the point where I kind of can't taste stuff. For me, it's more the salt that makes me want water. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm starting to see colors I've never seen before. Oh, is that true? <laughs> oh, yeah. Really, it's affecting you? Like, it's pretty hot for you? No, it's fine. I'm, I mean, I'm going to eat the whole bag. No, Carm, I hit a peak of spiciness, and now I'm like a second wave, and I can go. I can go again. Yeah, it seems like it kind of like evens out after a while. Yeah, yeah. It's not so bad. Actually, I right. would say there could even be more of the spice powder on it. Some yeah. Of the, some of the chips are like a little bit like I'm just eating a tortilla chip. Mm. Yeah, it's not super well distributed. I will say though, the quality of these chips is really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're nice and crunchy. They're not too squished. Yep. And there's not too much dough in each one, so it's like... Yeah, pretty thin. Yeah. So, do either of you have specific remedies for when you eat something too spicy? Do you do you like milk, sour cream? I know on hot ones they've tried like ice cream, dish soap, like all kinds of things. See, so my understanding is that nothing really works. I yeah. don't think milk does what people says it does. And, you know, I would try like taking a big swig of milk and then holding it in my mouth and then I just feel disgusting. But I just deal with that. It goes away after a while. Yeah, I think the only thing that's really helped me is, like, eating more. You just have to eat, like, not the spicy thing, but eating more of something else. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I, I think it's it's true. I think milk, I think all the home remedies are kind of, like, a lie. Um, I don't think any of them work. I think it is just, like you said, Ruben, it's like you just got to eat and, like, process stuff out of your mouth. Um, I did actually, like, doing that, my mouth under the sink. For that one time uh, when I had that like spicy ramen, that actually did help, but I think that just helps because it's like literally rinsing your entire like mouth out. Oh yeah, yeah. isn't it? Isn't it like like pressure or something supersedes all of their feelings? So like, it's why like you can press on a different part of your body when you're in pain and you don't feel the pain as much. Hmm. I you get never, overloaded. Never heard of that, but I would. Yeah, you. I mean, I I I think there is like like a hierarchy of of um senses and that like if you're getting too much of one that's lower on the hierarchy you can do one that's higher up and then you'll be totally fine for a while so you're just, pressure so is one you gotta hurt yourself that's what you're saying i mean pressure isn't necessarily pain but sure if you know more than us about how spiciness affects your body please feel free to write into us at podcast at the spicecast.com we'd love to have your expertise and hear your opinions 
please also feel free to reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter, Facebook at the SpiceCast podcast and Twitter at the SpiceCast. Uh, so Kenny, I, I got some sour cream. Sour cream, I didn't get the sour cream because uh, it's too spicy or anything, but man, these do taste really good with sour cream. Yeah, it seems like that's what yeah. they need. Yeah, you were really right on that. Just help with sour any... cream, it's delicious. Huh? I don't have any sour cream, but I think I'm gonna, later I'm gonna make, or tomorrow I'm gonna make nachos with uh, like a lime yogurt sauce for the front going on Ooh. top. That'd be pretty good. It's a would, very good idea. If I were you, I would like um, save the spice at the bottom of the bag and then put it on after you're done cooking the nachos. Mm, yeah, extra spice. Yeah, we, we used to make Dorito nachos, and the only problem is like the Dorito dust just kind of burns. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. So thanks to the wonders of Amazon, uh, only Brent received the second item for the tasting, but that's fine. We'll just have him describe it to us in great detail. I will. Um, would you please uh, introduce the item and read some of the stuff on the bag? Yeah, sure. So it's um, hot and spicy Chex Mix, ghost pepper edition, I guess. Spooky. Um, yeah, spooky. It's a, it's a very, you know, tasteful, like, gray-black bag. Um, it's got the same thing where it's, like, the spicy scale. It's, it's off off the charts. It's on fire. It says danger all over it. See, that's <laughs> funny because they're the ones who made the chart. So you'd think they would just, you know, uh, increase the, the, the cap. Ah, man, this is a legal entity. This is where the, the chart comes from, that Spice Institute or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't actually know. Um... But yeah, no, uh, that's pretty much it. Pretty plain on the back. It's really funny. Chex so is it? Oh, good. Is it Chex? It's Chex brand, right? Yeah, it's Chex brand Chex mix. Um, and on the back, it's like they have, hey, what's in the Chex mix? And it's like everyone knows what's in Chex mix now. So it's like it's a corn Chex and a round pretzel or whatever. But that, that's it. But uh, all, right. all right, I'm opening it up. 60% less fat than potato chips. Ooh, uh, this, man, this one smells even more like a pet store. <laughs> oh, man, it's really weird. I wonder what that is about ghost peppers or something that smells like a pet store. Like, this, like, the other one was, like, uh, the fish part of the pet store with some tortilla chips. This smells like the, the like, the dog part of the pet store. Like, honestly. Oh, so it's like dog food? Kinda. It's, smelling? I don't know. It's, it's, it's less dog food. It's more just like that, like, it's like the weird bedding and, like, yeah, that, like, the... The air of dog, like dried dog food. Huh. It's funny. It, it really does not like the other one. Smelled like that too, but then it tasted really good. So, all right, let me pour a little bit. I'll get I'll get one of each piece. Sounds good. All right, and I'll just do like a handful. All right, I got a nice mix. Probably the typical way your average American would eat Chex Mix. I'm going. Did you eat one of each thing at the, all at the same time? Oh yeah. Nice. That's how you do it, man. Okay, honestly, it just tastes like Chex Mix. <laughs> Maybe you're numb from the ghost peppers. Why don't you slather your tongue in some sour cream and then try again? No, I mean, I think my palate's pretty clean actually, but uh, yeah, let me try. Um, 
Honestly, I might need to like shake up the bag or something. Um, Sounds good. Let me try one more bite. Hold on. Man, those are some mouth sounds. Thank you. Yeah, my bike really picks those up. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm going to shake up the bag. Uh, obviously, like I still got a little bit of spice in my mouth. Uh, but that first bite was disappointing. It, it just tastes like super bland Chex Mix. Uh, Damn. And I cannot tell any spice at all. All right. Cleansing palate. Is it as salty as normal Chex Mix? No, that's the thing. It just it tastes like Chex Mix without salt, which is not good. Wow. All right. That's disappointing. I'm shaking it up, though. I'm going to go, like, deep into the bag. Like, pull something from the he's, bottom. He's going deep, folks. I'm going deep. I got a deep bag. It looks like this one's got more of the, like, the dust on it. Let me try. Hmm. Yeah, I gotta say it's the same thing. That is very disappointing. Yeah, this is honestly like the most disappointing bag of food I've had in a while. <laughs> like, I have very low standards, and I really like Chex Mix, but it's it really just tastes like uh, unsalted Chex Mix. You should have Jenna try it and see if she thinks so too. Yeah, let me see. At some maybe, point, maybe my uh, maybe my uh, taste buds are all messed up. Jenna, do you want to try some of these Chex Mix and tell me if they're spicy at all? It tastes kind of like, um, like barbecue. It tastes like barbecue. Like spicy barbecue. Yeah, I wonder if that's, like, what they're going for. I think my palate's pretty clean. I really cannot. Like, I, I think they're probably... I know who this appeals to. It, like, appeals to people who want very, like... She said kind of, like, compare them to Flaming Hot Cheetos. I think it's, like, uh -huh. those, but, like, a little bit more bland and, like, a little bit more barbecue-y. Which is just not my thing. I think some people might like it, but I think it's pretty bad. So, of the two, you'd prefer the Pocky ones? Oh, uh, like 100%, yeah. Alright, thank you for being present for the tasting, and uh, let's jump into uses for Super Hot Peppers. All right, so how are super hot peppers used in the world? So as many people will know, the primary use is in hot sauces, which have been a very fast growing industry in the US and in other countries for the past few years. Um, it's also popular to sell seeds so that chili heads, which is uh, fans of super hot peppers are uh, affectionately known as chili heads, uh, can grow their own super hot peppers. Did either of you have a... Kenny, I think you had a, a potential use for super hot peppers. Oh, yeah. I was thinking they'd be good as like a rodent deterrent in your in your home garden. So funny that you would mention that. Um, in northeastern India, uh, not only are ghost peppers often used with pork or fish or in curries, um, pickles, chutneys, things like that, but they are also smeared on fences or used in smoke bombs to help keep wild elephants away from crops and houses and things like that. So mm -hmm. I don't know about rodents specifically, but elephants for sure. Yeah. Actually, you know say. I have an anecdote on that. Um, yeah. Two anecdotes. So one, we were growing tomatoes uh, next to my scorpion pepper and pretty sure we caught on security camera, the deer would come up and eat the tomatoes. 
and then every now and then they would eat a scorpion pepper and then like freak out and leave <laughs> so that happened uh but then too uh, we just moved into a new house and we have uh chipmunks uh and we were looking up like a like a organic way to like get rid of them or whatever and it, it was uh uh recommended that you just spread uh pepper everywhere basically like cayenne pepper so we uh i bought like like 10 pounds of cayenne pepper <laughs> and oh I, my god yeah i've just been like yeah it was like 30 bucks i don't know it wasn't actually like 10 pounds but um it's probably like probably like five pounds or something for 30 bucks and it's in this like giant uh container and uh just anytime i see a chipmunk coal or something i just spray a little pepper in there uh it seems like it's working so wow so uh brent approved method of yes. keeping wild animals away from crops or houses another use for ghost peppers in india is uh, as brent was mentioning a military application um, so in grenades or sprays used for crowd control um, so that is potentially a police uh, application or military application uh, but the the primary story of use of ghost peppers in uh, these smoke bombs or these grenades uh, is when the Indian army w were trying to capture this terrorist who was hiding in a, a remote cave. And they used like smoke bombs, smoke grenades filled with ghost peppers to like smoke him out of the cave. And they are eventually able to capture him. Um, I guess it, it's like most effective because the airflow in the cave was not good. Uh, but that's kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that kind of um, chemical warfare, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, isn't that like a war crime, technically, or something? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it kind of seems that way to me. I'm not a, I'm not a uh, an international law expert but it does seem like that would be against the geneva convention yeah i remember people talking about because like pepper spray you can't use in war because it's like technically uh war crime territory but i don't know i guess yeah it's like it's like chipmunks you know i'd rather be oh it's a little spicy instead of dead i guess <laughs> so. i i guess um but uh they i think they were able to capture this guy uh and so it did work hey there's that for what they were trying to do um, so the Infinity Chili, uh, speaking of a different kind of super hot pepper, was developed in England and was used by a restaurant there to create, quote, the Widower, which billed itself as the world's hottest curry. Have either of you heard of this dish? No. Apparently it used 20 Infinity Peppers in one bowl, uh, and eaters were known to hallucinate during consumption. And I would not trust that, like... If anyone yeah. ever had like a challenge like that, where it's like, oh, you got to finish the thing and it really messes you up, it's like I would just, like, I just, I feel like at that point it's probably just poisoning yourself. I don't know. So here is one use for super hot peppers that's theorized but hasn't been applied yet. It's suggested that the essential oil of some super hot peppers could be used as an anesthetic for patients um, on whom other anesthetics can't be used, either because the patient is allergic or because the anesthetic isn't readily available or is too expensive in that area. So that's a kind of interesting thing. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I don't know who although, would be not 
like allergic to them <laughs> though and like allergic well, to something else i guess so i would love for everybody to be able to get top tier medical care um, but i could really imagine this being useful in really rural places potentially uh, where it might be possible to grow super hot peppers but it might not you might not have like uh, a hospital with anesthetics nearby yeah, it's true. i don't know also i mean i don't know if i just had like a weird experience but uh when i was growing the scorpion peppers it, it really was like i didn't do anything and i, I got like hundreds of peppers <laughs> so yeah <laughs> they're pretty easy to grow and then they're so powerful that you know like i said i've had that bag now for like a year and a half and it's still i still got like 100 peppers <laughs> so I, I guess that makes well, maybe, sense maybe you should be using it whenever you need sur surgery yeah next time i uh cut myself or something I'll, I'll stick a pepper in there see what happens oh god please don't <laughs> hey you told me i'm Spicecast approved. <laughs> this the Spicecast does not endorse this message. I don't know. It might be fun, kids. Try it out. <laughs> All right, imp improv time. What are what are your uh, theoretical uses for super hot peppers? Um, getting views on your YouTube videos by feeding them to children. <laughs> oh, there you go. That that would probably work. I I'm not being sarcastic. That would probably work. Oh yeah, no. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think there are literally channels that are just like I, I force feed my kids peppers. Watch them. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope there aren't channels like that. How Please long, don't send any of those to us. How long can I do this until CPS call, gets called? Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely challenge channels like that and stuff and i mean i've seen the ones where it's like, oh, you give them a slice of lemon, and they're like, oh, this is gonna be great, and then they take a bite and it's sour but that's not quite the same as giving them like a ghost pepper yeah that's true i'm sure it exists though there's like a lot of weird dark areas of youtube so yeah uh please don't send us any of those links thank you very much <laughs> to our listeners for not sending any of those i don't yeah. want to see them and if you do watch those kinds of videos maybe reevaluate yeah think about your life yeah really Oh, well, that that was a great theoretical use, but I don't think it's very theoretical. I think it's very practical. Man, the only stuff I can think of is, like, weaponized. I don't know what that says about me, but I'm, I'm just, like... I know what it says about you. <laughs> Shut up, Bruce. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like you could make, like, a projectile or something. Like, like they have those beanbag guns and just, like, fill it up with, like, peppers. Just boom. And then... You know, like afterwards, it's like, oh, you don't have trash all over the street. You can just pick them up, make a salsa. Oh, so something interesting um, that I learned, not in research for this podcast, but a few a few years ago, is that some birds, I believe uh, most birds, cannot taste spiciness. Yeah. So, so you can actually feed like habaneros or cayenne peppers to your chickens and then the eggs will have like a tinge of red and will be like spicy eggs what? Ah, that's cool yeah that's a wait, cool wait. use case does that work with like all sorts of food can i like feed my chickens like gouda and then i'll have cheesy eggs i don't know you would you would have to do research on that but specifically they don't have the receptors to taste capsaicin so uh -huh you're not hurting your any of your birds i believe specifically chickens by feeding them hot peppers and then it, it can affect the final product nice 
we're, we're going to have to change the saying to, if you want to break an omelette, you have to give your chickens a very serious regimented diet. <laughs> Wait, what's what's the current saying? Um, if you want to break an omelette, you have to, or if you want to make an omelette, you have to break a few eggs. <laughs> the spice uh, sorry, is under I, your I head. Might, uh, yeah, I might be hallucinating now. I am sweating, actually. I wonder if they could, like, graft, like, a pepper plant to, like, an apple tree, and then you get, like, spicy apples. Um, probably not. I don't think that... <laughs> I don't think that's how... <laughs> that's not really how horticulture works. works. Yeah. Hey, I don't... You guys just said you could but, feed chickens peppers, and you get spicy eggs. I don't know how that's... Well, that's, that's actually true. Yeah, but, like, you're like, oh, bro, you're an idiot for suggesting that you could have spicy apples. That sounds way less crazy. You know what? If they do have spicy apples, they can call them spapples. There you go. Yeah. Spapples. Spapples. Well, if you have any spapples or any other good ideas for uh, uses for super hot peppers, please send them in to us at podcast at thespicecast.com. All right, so let's move on to super hot peppers in pop culture. All right, so let's talk about pop cultural references to super hot peppers. As we have mentioned a number of times on this podcast, the most famous use of super hot peppers right now is on the YouTube series Hot Ones. Uh, And as we've described, celebrities are interviewed uh, on this show while eating increasingly spicy chicken wings, and so the questions get a lot harder as they have adverse reactions to the the hot wings. Um, interesting fun fact about uh, hot ones: the final sauce on hot ones, which you, as you said, is called the last dab, Brent. Yeah, that's great. Um, it's made with pepper X. So that's the extremely spicy uh, varietal bred by Smokin' Ed Curry, the developer of the Carolina Reaper. It's his next hotter thing after the Carolina Reaper. Um, And so that's pretty much the only product, I believe, that uses Pepper X in in the wild. I think uh, the one we had, they were still using Carolina Reapers. But yeah, I think all the Mm -hmm. new ones, they're still they're using Pepper X now. Yep. How'd they get that right. deal? Why'd they get the exclusive deal there? Uh, I guess they had some kind of relationship with Smoke and Ed, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess they would. They they love they love Pucker Butt Pepper Company. Hmm. Um, do do either of you have favorite episodes of Hot Ones that people might watch? Oh, the Shaquille O'Neal one. That is a good one. Yeah, the Shaq one's amazing. Yeah, that one's pretty classic. I really like uh, the Eric Andre one the uh the original one he, uh-huh he interviewed eric andre again he's crazy yeah he's great i love eric andre and i think his interview is really good um it's really funny they they're re-interviewing some people too and they they re-interviewed them for this season uh but it, it's they've been doing at home stuff so they've been sending uh-huh. people to kits but uh, apparently uh um i was watching an interview with sean evans and he was just like no one is following the guidelines of how to put the sauce on the wings so people yeah, are putting, they're just like dousing it right yeah they're putting way too much on and if you if you watch like the most recent season of hot ones where it's all remote 
like most people aren't getting through the interview it's like they're getting like a third <laughs> halfway through the interview and then they're like nope i can't do this anymore and it's just like yeah it's like they're just putting way too much sauce on oh that's awesome i'll have to watch those yeah watch the eric andre so one he like literally is just like like going nuts and they just had to cut the interview at like four questions <laughs> Um, and I, it just came to me too, but I think my second favorite one is got to be the Russell Brand one. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. I don't think oh, I've seen that either. Oh yeah, his performance at the end is amazing. I, I highly recommend going and checking out the Russell Brand one. I, I will say both my favorite and least favorite is a very early one. It's DJ Khaled. Have you seen that one? Um, I have not, but that's because I think DJ Khaled is asinine. Uh, he he is, but it is very obvious that he's asinine on this episode of Hot Ones, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's really worth a watch. It's not that long. Okay, I'll have to do it. Yeah, it, it doesn't paint him in a particularly good light, and that's why I like it. <laughs> Perfect. That. Um, but as for as for content, yeah, it's pretty awful. That guy is just really good at interviewing too. So yeah, I, he is. I I usually just watch ones that like are people like I know or like a lot. So if you if you just go on their channel and if there's anyone that you're into and you want to know more about their life, he like really digs in. Like they kind of say it's like oh it's a good show because the hot sauce like disarms people and it, it does a little bit. But honestly, that guy is just like really good at researching. He's a very good interviewer and he's a very good researcher. Yeah. Highly recommended hot ones. Do you guys ever hear of if a you haven't seen it yet. YouTube channel called Hot Pepper Gaming? No, I haven't. Yeah, I, I actually looking that up. I wonder which one came first, but uh, there was a like the first thing I remember ever where like peppers were in um, popular culture was Hot Pepper Gaming, uh, and it was just this YouTube channel where people would eat uh, a super hot pepper or whatever they were comfortable handling and then um try to get through a game review and actually i'm looking it up now and it's it actually came out seven years ago where hot ones only came out five years ago so they 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 did it first that's crazy it looks like they aren't doing stuff anymore uh but i remember that was that was like my first like oh like pepper challenges like exposure yeah do either of you have any other favorite like hot pepper challenges? Because I, I was just about to mention they're super common on the internet. A lot of people have done them. Well, yeah, I mean, the hot pepper gaming I haven't seen in like five years, but that, that was pretty good when it was out. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Kenny, do you have any while I'm thinking? No, the only one that I ever really paid attention to was hot ones. Uh, yeah, I, I think like all the other stuff is just... Um, I think there's a lot of Hot Ones clones now, and those, like, suck. Uh, but I think, like, the best Hot Pepper content is not, like, from a show. It's just, like, some idiot uploads, like, a, a challenge that they did or something, and they, like, freak out. <laughs> I think one of my favorite... Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite YouTube videos, like, of all time is, like, I think this kid who's, like... He looks like he's in... He's, like, 15, 14, maybe... And they're in like a school bathroom, and they they have uh, like I think like a scorpion pepper or Carolina Reaper or something. Maybe not something that hot. Um, <laughs> and the kid, they're just like one, two, three, go, and the kid just like swallows it whole, and all his friends are like, well, "You swallowed it whole? What are you doing? Like you're just supposed to take like a tiny, tiny little bite." And the kid just starts like losing his mind and like running around the bathroom. 
Um, and it's only funny because <laughs> like about 30 seconds later, he's like totally fine. But uh, he, you could just see like he didn't realize what he was getting into. I love that stuff. I live for that. <laughs> I haven't seen a ton of it, but I don't know if either of you have ever heard of Chili Klaus. Yeah, yeah, um, that's he. He, that's actually who I thought you were talking about when you were talking about the guy who owned the farm. I was like, oh, the eccentric guy. But then I was like, oh, oh wait, no, those no, are no. two different guys. Yeah, yeah, they're he, both eccentric. But Chili Klaus is pretty cool. Yeah, he collaborates with the Hot Ones, Sean Evans guy a lot, and they they had a Carolina yeah. Reaper together, and they they both did I be- that hiccup thing too. I believe he is a Danish guy. He has he also has an interview show where he interviews. Um, like Danish celebrities and politicians, but uh, I think his thing is that they they both eat like a Carolina Reaper together or something. Yeah, and they like lose their minds. Yeah, and his his thing is he 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 does appreciate the flavor, but he always like snaps, um, like with his fingers. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's like his tick. Yeah, it's it's super like adorable. So not only are hot pepper challenges popular on the internet, they are also they've also made their way to television. Specifically, I have a whole list of man versus food episodes that have uh, hot pep some kind of like super hot peppers on them. So in season two, that was the first time they did it. They, there was a burger topped with ghost peppers. Oh um, man, I forgot about that show. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and. Um, I will say, like, most of the challenges that involved spicy food, uh, the man won. The man was able to eat it. Um, there were only a few that were, that like, were uh, not completable. Um, in season four, they had a pizza with ghost peppers, wings with ghost peppers. They really do like ghost peppers on this show. Uh, and pulled pork sandwich with ghost pepper sauce. And then there are more season five, season six, season seven. Um, and they do get into a Carolina Reaper. Is that the one he failed on? Or what did, what did he ever fail on? I think the one that was failed on was that it was just such a huge dish along with the fact that it was ghost pepper. Yeah. Um, it was like a like a four pound burger that was also topped with ghost peppers. And then the fries also had uh, ghost pepper powder on it. And it was like two pounds of fries or something. Yeah, that, that guy is, like, I don't think he's, like, really a competitive eater or anything. So that's always, no. like, what gets him. Well, and I, actually, they had two different people, I believe, because the first one retired because he was just, like, feeling terrible about himself and his life after eating all those things, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it can't <laughs> be good for you. Apparently, he was actually kind of pissed off about that, that they replaced yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Richman. Yep. He seems like a nice guy, though. Yeah, he seems cool. Um, further in, uh, other, other television, uh, I don't know if either of you have seen Teen Titans Go. Uh, that's definitely a show for our generation. Oh yeah. I've, <laughs> I've seen it cause like every, anytime I have a few, I have a niece and it's like anytime Cartoon Network is on, that show is on like 90% of the time. All right. Well, maybe you've seen the episode. It's called Spice Game. Oh, no? man. You know, that actually no. kind of sounds, like, familiar, but I, I, like, I don't really, like, pay attention to them, so <laughs> tell me what happened in it, though. So all of the Titans, except for Robin, enjoy increasingly spicy peppers, so um, basically they're just munching on increasingly hot uh, peppers until Raven summons a pepper 
from like some other realm called the Tears of Zephos, and it's black and wrinkly, and it's uh, it's based off of the go- ghost pepper, um, and they once they eat it, uh, their tongues burst into flames, and they're like running around like crazy for a couple of minutes, and then they decide to go back to their normal eating habits and and not uh, mess with hot peppers too much after that, and. In the same episode, uh, you'll see Robin, the only one not participating in this like hot pepper craze. He eats boiled potatoes with nothing on them, and oh no. then, <laughs> and then he puts like one grain of salt on one of his potatoes and takes a bite. He and he's like, "Oh my god, this is way too spicy for me," and he falls on the floor. It's pretty great. Ah, nice. So he, he's he, he's like representing most of America. Yep, I think so. Um, the final thing I wanted to mention in terms of pop culture is that I could not find any popular song lyrics that included the names of Super Hot Peppers, which I think is a real missed opportunity. Um, I think Carolina Reaper would be con- uh, perfect for a country song. I think uh, like Trinidad Scorpion would be an amazing... like. Fast, re- fast reggae song or ska hit or something. I mean, yeah, it could be a pseudonym as well. I just, I just feel like it's a big missed opportunity in the music industry. So, all you mus- musicians listening, I think you should get on that and write some songs about super hot peppers. Well, anything else? You, anything else you want to talk about before we end? Um, just my song would be called Carolina Reaper. I barely know her. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that that would be a pretty good comedy song i think uh it's actually a very serious song about what what genre with uh you know my mother my strange mother that's what it would be what about. it's a ballad what what oh, genre <laughs> um it would be uh it'd be like it, you know it's like i'm not really a one genre person it'd probably be kind of like gorillas like it's like a mixture it's like a little bit of rap a little bit of rock you know I'm a complex person, Ruben. Okay. You can't. I won't try to pin you. I won't try to pin you down. Yeah. Thank. Thank you. Into one genre or another. Well, with that wonderful anecdote, (laughs) I just want to thank you both again. Thank you, Brent, and thank you, Kenny, for being on episode 13 of the Spice Cast with me. It's been a joy and an honor to have you both. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Ruben. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks for sending us uh, this food. Yeah, you're well. You're welcome. Uh, I think part of the Spice Cast is that I would cook for people every episode, but since that hasn't been possible during the pandemic, at least we could get a get a tasting in, and I I'm really happy we could do that. Oh, there's another use, maybe a COVID cure. A COVID cure. I I think that big pharma should start researching that. Yeah, it gets all up in your lungs and stuff. Probably kill COVID too. We'll see. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if you touch it, then you have to wash your hands afterward. Oh, yeah. If you oh. see a person without a mask or not washing their hands, you just spray them, spritz them a little bit. It's like, all right, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you wish you were wearing a mask now. Oh, you know what else? I, I think if you're having trouble not touching your face, I think that could be a good good deterrent as well. You know, like the, the, the um, nail polish that makes you not bite your nails. It could be something like that. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. 
And again, you could spray it on other people so they don't touch their face. <laughs> well, or it could be like a self-medication. Nope. Use it no, on, only, only on other people. Yeah, do you hear that, listeners? Try it out. <laughs> Try it for yourself. Yeah, on uh, other people. <laughs> on other people. All right, and uh, I just wanted to remind everybody that if you so choose, you should rate and review the SpiceCast on the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, we really appreciate it. And um, we want to thank you again for listening to this spicy, spicy episode of the SpiceCast, perhaps the spiciest episode we've ever produced. Um, thank you again to our guests and thank you for listening. This has been Ruben with episode 13, Super Hot Peppers of the SpiceCast, and we're out. Pulling it out. All right. Ruben, this is a PG-13 podcast. Come on. This is my podcast. You can't <laughs> tell me if it's PG-13. <laughs> okay. If that's the case. Um, all right. I got a deep... I got a deeper... Shouldn't, shouldn't have told them that. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs>